0: And I realized that my son, um, he's he's 12 years old, has actually been saying about recycling and doing things. But because I've been so focused on all my stuff, I haven't heard the messages. And literally, I just just tuned it out. One of the things I always talk about is, you know, building on the strengths within your team. And because it wasn't in my field of vision, I just hadn't heard it at all and actually I've had someone in the family who has been doing stuff but I just haven't been noticed so when I dialed that up and I started listening to him a lot more he's like going through the recycling bin saying dad you've put this in the recycling bin and this is in the wrong place you should be doing this you should be doing this and he's giving me a really hard time about it uh-huh. so my response to that having had the so literally had been the last week or so was to say, actually really praise him and encourage him for that, for giving me a hard time, because it's bringing that whole thing to to my level of awareness.
1: Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, if others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, The challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you, hear their struggles, and then act. Go to joshua.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. I explained in the beginning of this conversation with Casper why we did an episode 1.5 before doing an episode 2, so I won't go into a whole lot of depth right now. But remember how enthusiastic he sounded at the end of the first episode? He made it sound so easy. What could possibly go wrong? He was just going to do it. Well, sometimes it's easy, but not always. He emailed me before this to postpone, saying he hadn't really gotten started yet. Life had encroached and so forth. I asked him to consider sharing his actual experience, not a whitewashed or greenwashed version of it. This podcast isn't supposed to say changing your beliefs or habits is easy. But to recount how it happens, I do believe that it will end up rewarding when you do it based on your values. Anyway, change can be hard, even for people who speak and coach on just this sort of change. So I commend Casper on sharing openly, even what he didn't want to, because I believe that will be more valuable for others. It's also sharing how leaders actually lead. So let's listen to Casper. Welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodak. I'm here with Casper Craven. Casper, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? I'm very good. And if it's okay with you, I'm going to start this off by filling in the listeners on a back and forth that we had that led up to this conversation. Of and course, I'll, yeah. I'll describe it how it came to me, and then you can describe it from your side. That you emailed me and said, I wonder if we could postpone it a bit. I haven't really gotten started on what I wanted to do. And now I've gotten a couple emails emails like that before, and I have myself written emails like that. And... What I found is that it really resonated with how I felt before I got started on what all this stuff that led up to this podcast and so forth. And I found that it's very easy to analyze and plan. I think I'm I'm better at analyzing and planning than I am at doing things. And it's what school taught me. And I wrote back and I said, you know, some of the best podcast episodes I've had are with people who weren't in just that position. And I think great leaders share that sort of thing. And- and I posted, I, I pointed you to, I think, uh, Beth Comstocks and to uh, Jim Harshaw's episodes. And then you very graciously, and now maybe you could take it from there. You responded very graciously. And you're here. So how are things from your side? Okay. So look, so, so the whole dialogue has
0: beautifully exposed my failings <laughs> and also uh, some, some learning that I've been through on this. So after our last call, I had all these brilliant ideas and these brilliant intentions that I was going to go and do all of these different things, right, and engage with my kids and start to do things and documenting and so on. So it started off with brilliant intentions. But what happened is that life got in the way, of course, and all those things that shout loudly. And I said to my wife, uh, probably about a month ago, I said, right, come on, we've got to get on with this. And all the other priorities uh, stacked up again. And to be fair to us, we, we had actually planted the seed with our children right after the, uh, after the call. And there'd been some response, but I hadn't really heard it, shall we say. And as we're getting closer to the, uh, to the call date, so last week, I was sort of thinking, it's like, how much have I really done? And I fell into Carol Dweck's classic fixed growth mind, fixed fixed mindset. And it's like I want to come back on the call now and I will say I've done all these amazing things, and if I don't, then I fail, right? Mm-hmm. And I realised actually, once once you pointed me towards the the, the two episodes, uh, Beth Comstock's, and also is it um, Jim Harshaw? Jim Harshaw, yeah. And I listened to both of those, and it's like, gosh, I've yeah, I've fallen into exactly the same trap. And so then I started to think about. Um, okay, what, what is it that I can uh, learn from this? And one of the things that jumped up in my, my mind was the whole thing that like nothing ever happens without a deadline. And the fact that we had this next call booked in, it forced me to think about it, it forced me to realize that I hadn't actually done very much about it. And so that was the reason that I wanted to defer. And then, yeah, listen to the, to the podcasts. And then I started looking at like, actually, where has there been some activity and energy that's going on? And I realized that my son, um, he's, he's 12 years old, has actually been saying about recycling and doing things. But because I've been so focused on all my stuff, I haven't heard the messages. Uh-huh. And literally, uh-huh. I just, just tuned it out. And one of the things I always talk about is you know, building on the strengths within your team. And because it wasn't in my field of vision, I just hadn't heard it at all and actually I've had someone in the family who has been doing stuff but I just haven't been noticed I haven't been noticing it so when I dialed that up and I started listening to him a lot more he's like going through the recycling bin saying dad you've put this in the recycling bin and this is in the wrong place you should be doing this you should be doing this and he's giving me a really hard time about it uh-huh. and uh, so my response to that having had the so literally been the last uh, week or so was to say, actually, really praise him and encourage him for that, for giving me a hard time, because it's bringing that whole thing to to my level of awareness. But none of that would have happened unless we'd had this date in the diary to um, to talk about it and and bring it back to front of mind. And you know, the, the I guess the revelation that I have around it. It's kind of the analogy that people have around uh, when they try to stop smoking. And they say, well, you know, it's so far out there in the distance that it won't happen. And things with environment, it's like, well, it's so far out there that you don't take immediate notice of it. But having those dates, forcing yourself to think about it, I guess, just changes your perspective on it. So I'm super glad you did that. (laughs) And I realized that things have been happening, even though they weren't in the way that I wanted to tell the story and share the story, it just happened in a different way.
1: Yeah, I think that one of the main outcomes that I find when people do act is community, especially with family or spouses, which I guess is family, that it's people, before they do these things, think, how am I gonna deal with this person? How am I gonna deal with that person? Maybe boss or someone they work with or something like that. And once they get started, if you're planning, there's no way to get around that because other people are complicated. If you just start saying, the words that I say to myself are, am I going to live by this value or not? If I'm going to live by this value, I'm going to have to figure out the consequences. And the best way to do that is actually doing it. And you just make things work as they work. And when when the issue is other people, working with means involving them in the process, not telling them what to do. I mean, people could try telling them what to do. I don't think that works very well. And it consistently works out that the people that they think are the problem beforehand become the strongest it's not proponent, but team, teammates. And it sounds like that worked out.
0: Yeah, and no, it's 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 exactly that, right? And you know, here's the thing. That had always been there. He'd always been had that interest in it from our saying things, had an interest in the environment, but I just haven't been hearing it. And I had very much in my mind um, the whole thing over the last um, month or so with the, the young Swedish girl, Greta Thunberg, I think her name is. Yeah. And you know, she's raising awareness about all this stuff. And you know, there's so many different messages that we could listen to. And then suddenly you start dialing these ones up and you listen to the voices that are already around you, you just hear them more clearly. And uh, yeah, you you just work with the energy. I always talk about the concept of you know you find the leaders that your leaders on the pitch, the people who are passionate and engaged about stuff. And if that's the kids who are going to you know driving this, then that's fantastic. Right? You've just got to encourage that more.
1: Yeah, if of all the areas where one can work to raise awareness, to act on values, to and to create community, to do all the things that develop leadership, acting environmentally is is one of the most safest and places where you're going to get. Mutual support. You know, if you try to do it at work, and you're trying to develop your, I don't know, negotiation skills or your public speaking skills, you know, your job is at stake in some ways. Maybe you might not get the promotion. Or if you're doing about losing weight, you know, a lot of people are gonna, you know, some people do this, that. That uh, what's it? Crabs in a bucket mentality that they talk about, where someone starts succeeding, and then some other people will be like, they'll try to pull you back in again. But when you act on the environment, or you could say, you know, this this affects me, but it doesn't really affect others. So it's really easy to let yourself go, uh, to let the project go. Whereas with the environment, you're helping others. There's, if, you don't, if it doesn't work out, people tend to support you. It's a really safe area and effective area to develop your leadership skills, whatever. If people think of this as an environment, an environment podcast, and it's not. It's leadership applied to the environment because it's missing. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think one of the... Um that's one of the reflections that
0: I've had over the past, um, and this has been one of the components that, that forced me to think about this, is going back to the Carol Dweck thing, the whole uh, growth, uh, growth mindset, is that as I have reread that book over the past month or so, I realized there's been lots of different areas where I've experienced what I would describe as a, um, a false growth mindset, that you think that you're doing things, but actually you're really not. And a friend of mine from San Francisco was over here um, a few days ago, and he was describing how he's taking this to another level, all his employees uh, in his team, and he's saying to them, I'm going to give you a project, and I know there's a really high chance of you failing at this project, but I still want you to do it anyway. And most people are afraid to go and do that because, you know, your pay is associated with that, your self-esteem and all those sorts of things, but encouraging people to go and do uh, more things where they fail. I thought, you know, that's, that, that's the way we're going to learn by struggling and, and growing. And as you said, you know, when it comes to the environments, then it's, it's harder to find consensus against that. You wouldn't get people to, you know, go and uh, really do things that, that make an impact. But it's that whole thing about, you know, you, you've got to go and try things, right? You've got to go and struggle and you've got to go and learn. So
1: Yeah. Um, so how have things evolved with your son? Well, I'm curious. Yes, yeah, so
0: look I mean he's the champion in our family of this, and so so we went out for a walk yesterday um with uh, with my, my two youngest, and um, my, my seven year old she had um, a can of soda can of seven up, and uh, she put the can in the bin, and uh, we sat down on a bench nearby and um, my son he suddenly got really cross with her and said, "Why are you putting that in that trash can?" He said, you should put in that in recycling. So literally, he went and took it out of the trash can and, and carried it all the way home. So we're just encouraging that and sort of, you know, encouraging that behavior and saying, yeah, do more of this, please, because he, he's the one who's most passionate about it.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of a little while ago, there's a, there's composting in New York City. But it, in, in parts of Brooklyn now, it's, it's curbside. So people, the city will come and pick it up. But it's not curbside here. So um, I have to walk to the farmer's market to drop it off. And so I collect my compost to put it in the freezer and then, I don't know, once a month or so, whenever, when it, when the freezer gets full, I I take, or just want to go to the farmer's market and I empty it there. So a little while ago, I'm emptying the compost into the bin or the, the scraps that's going to become compost. And there's a trash can not far from there. And I see a guy walking down the sidewalk and he throws a banana peel in the garbage can. It's kind of like what you were talking about. and. I, I just thought, I just went over and picked the gar- picked the banana peel out of the garbage and brought it over and put it in the compost. It, like, not a big deal. Although I'm increasingly feeling like these little details. Some people say, oh, why such a stickler? Because I'm like, I pay attention to like the rubber band. Someone came over last night and she brought, she was like, look, no packaging. I'm like, well, there's a rubber band. And now rubber bands actually, when I take them back to the store, they're for some reason very happy to get them back and they, they reuse them. Still, it's packaging. I'm increasingly seeing That level of detail from a leader perspective, from a performance aspect to me is like, I think of it as like an artist. Like I think of like Michelangelo carving David. He's not going to be like leaving a little bit undone or like, oh, no one will notice that part. And when you get, when you think of it that way, okay, from an aesthetic standpoint, it's like, how much beauty can you find? How much beauty can you create? From a personal standpoint, it's, ah, to me, it's an integrity issue. It's, you know, like, do you want to skimp on that? If you skimp on that, what else do you skimp on? Or alternatively, if if I'd learned to pay attention to this detail here, what skills am I developing to, to pay attention to more details? It sounds like your son's getting in on that early.
0: I think so, and I think it's the, it's the whole sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the little details that, that matter, right? So we all talk about, you know, a little victories lead to, to bigger victories, and you start doing those little things, and then, you know, if you encourage that, then you, you lock in good emotion associated with that then you're going to get more of that um, behavior. And, you know, hopefully he will, you know, does that in front of his friends at school. And so other people see him doing that as well. But, um, but you know, just on, on a family level, he's influencing me through uh, with my behaviors. And I did actually post something on Instagram um, about something he pulled out of the trash can that I put, in the, and I put in the wrong place. And he comes up to me and he says, look, here's the sign here where it says, this is for recycling. What are you doing putting it in here? So. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's the it's snowball thing, isn't it? So um, it's, and, and, and I think what was great is that what I observe is that, you know, this is being taught in schools. I mean, certainly here in the UK, and there, there is a greater level of awareness, I would say, with the younger generation than, than the older generation. And, um, you know, it's, it's about following that energy and, and listening to that. So, you know, I'm encouraged by those signs. I mean, there's only a small, small number
1: of data points but, you know, I think that's what we've got to encourage more of,
0: same.
1: So. Feeling inspired? Do you like hearing others acting, that you're not alone? Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to hear other interviews, but even more valuable. Join the growing community of people who care enough to act, not just talk. Read the list of people who have taken on personal challenges and then commit to one yourself. Don't be surprised if you end up loving it, changing more, and finding people following you without you even trying. That's what happens when you improve your life by living by your values. Yeah, I want to distinguish something. You talked about awareness and awareness is one thing, behavior is another. And leadership, I, one, one thing I, I say is like, if you ever have to go into surgery, do you want to have a surgeon who's like aware of having, of like the process or who has experience doing it? And in leadership, it's, you know, you want to deliver, you know, whatever the product out the door or, you know, the team achieving its goal or something. And and that's the big thing is that the other thing is that a lot of people, when they talk about the environment, when they talk about environmental action, the effect that I see of when they say, I want to raise my awareness is as regards their behavior, it's delaying their behavior. I speak of myself principally in the past and, and still all the time today. And I wanted to draw out that distinction.
0: Yeah, no, I think I've heard you talk about this distinction before. I think it's super important because, yeah, the awareness on its own is not enough because it has to result in something that you do. And, you know, by doing an action, then, um, you know, you're starting to go in that direction already. Who is it? The the U.S. um, Admiral who talked about, you know, the whole thing, make your bed first in the in first thing of the day, and then you've accomplished the first task and then that will lead you onto your second task and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's the power about, you know, taking small micro actions that it encourages you to go and take the next action. Whereas if you just think about it, then that's not going to take you very far, is it? So it's, yeah, um, yeah the little micro actions leading to,
1: to momentum. So, so now I, I wanted to bring you on because I think a lot of listeners could say what, what you said in the email of like, oh, I'm not quite ready yet. And I wanted them to hear that that's common. That's standard. That's, I mean, it's you. It could have been, you know, any of my guests. It could be anyone that they think of as, a, as leaders to emulate and so forth. That's human. It's part of the game. And the last thing to do is to say, which you didn't say at all, which would be like, ah, I'm never gonna get this started. And I, one, I wanted to thank you for your graciousness and your generosity of putting yourself out there to being vulnerable in, in public. And I propose that we keep this one short. I'm happy to to, to showcase you to say whatever you want, uh, but to keep it short and then to have another one where now this is like kind of uh, the, the the episode 1.5 and episodes. Okay. So then I propose after we, then after we stop recording, we'll schedule the next one. Uh, anything to add that I didn't think to, to bring up or, I think there's, um, just to share a small story as well, it's a parallel story.
0: So one of the things that, um, uh, on the back of sort of rereading and really understanding the growth mindset, one of the things I decided I wanted us to do as a family was to create a big um, picture on the wall. So sort of like, you know, sort of uh, by one and a half meters by one meter, uh, which says we are learners and all the different ways that we learn together to really embed in our family this whole concept of how you learn. And I sat down with, with all five of us and I said, this is the picture that I would like us to create. And I got like sort of pretty lukewarm reaction at best from my family. And so I, uh, I managed to coerce my oldest daughter into sort of starting to create this with me. And we kind of got about 90% of the way through it and about three months, well, a couple of, couple of months into this, and literally there was no interest from the other, other three at this point. And then finally, for the last week or so, suddenly everybody else started engaging with it, and then they all started putting their detail into it. And it's about reaching that tipping point. And for me, that's what leadership is like, pushing on with things when it feels lonely and it feels like no one else is engaged. And then suddenly, it's just literally that last week, and suddenly it's like, whoosh, this whole rush of energy. And that, for me, is the parallel around this, of um, you know, trying, to get, trying to get that engagement with it. So,
1: Yeah, the leadership opportunities in the area of the environment right now are huge people who want to make careers people who want to there's so much opportunity sadly I mean I wish there wasn't an opportunity to to lead in the environment (laughs) because we wouldn't need it but that's the world we're in today yes yeah I mean Greta is one person your son may emerge to be another at that at that scale or something like it yes the opportunities for professionals listening to us now equally large I would say probably I don't know where they are but probably greater than making partner or whatever they're trying to do it's like anyway
0: there, there is no greater issue at the moment, isn't
1: there? So? I feel that way. Mm. Uh, there are, I mean, there are the big issues. So I don't want to say the greatest, but. No, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Casper Craven, thank you very much. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. I look forward to it too. I found what Casper shared with his son touching. His son had been sharing with him for longer than he knew. And this experience opened him to connecting with his son. Increasingly, People care deeply about the environment and are acting. The longer you wait, the less connected you are with people like that. Acting on your environmental values builds community over and over again. That's one of the top results that I see, especially with family. The closer they are, the more there is to bond on, assuming they like clean air, clean water, and clean land. Anyway, episode two is coming up. Did you feel inspired too? Then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com podcast. And click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse, and living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it, but what I find counts is acting. Doing something, anything, starts that mindset shift from the debilitating, others should act first, or making excuses to the empowering. I can make a difference, and living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodakcom slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.